0: Branded to Kill offers something more than other films offer. It offers a punch in the face. Metaphorically, if sometimes it offers little moments and editing choices that punch you in the face and stun you and knock you for ten. And the first moment that it does this is within the credits. And I think the credits of Branded to Kill are unlike any others I have seen. So, to talk about m- movie credits, We have the bog standard, the text on some kind of background that most early silent films used to do. Then you also have credits such as ones designed by Saul Bass and he did Alfred Hitchcock's credits like Psycho and Vertigo and also he did It's a Mad, 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 Mad World. And what these credits do, they set the tone of the film. For me, they don't really feel like they're a part of the film, but a kind of separate prologue. Then you also have credits like Woody Allen's, where it's always the same, and it announces itself as, this is a Woody Allen film. The music that we're having underneath is the one setting the tone of the film. You also have the obligatory white names at the bottom left-hand and right-hand corner as visuals and action actually goes on and doesn't really feel like the credits are important at all. But branded to Kill's opening credits really feel like it's part of the film and essential to it. It starts off almost like it's just white text on black, but as you begin to notice, there's an aeroplane in the background, very faint, and it's going by just at the top, It took me a while to notice, and you realise it's not just a black background, it's a night sky. So as you see this plane slowly cross, you realise you're already in the film. And then the film offers its first punch. The plane, in close-up, swoops by from the other direction than what it was going, so breaking certain screen rules, and zooms by. Then up comes, directed by Seijun Suzuki it offers our first punch, it wakes us up, it gets us to notice. So it sets the tone of how the film breathes and moves. But then, from Seiji and Suzuki's credit, the camera pans down onto more white text on black, the name of the airport. And then it continues the camera and we see the airport building. What this does is that it transitions that white text into more white diegetic text. So it seems that the previous white text was all part of that mise-en-scene, part of that film. That's why I think it's so smart. It transitions into the film. It's not separate. Sure, some credits have transitioned into films with fades and dissolved, or the little zoom spotlights, the black spotlights that open up but it's branded to kill links the credit text to the film text. That's why it's so good. Thanks for listening.